Hello, Nomads, and welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy, episode 39. I am Dave, your Nomad Firewatcher, and this week's host. I am here with two of my buddies, uh, Mr. Brandon. She's sick, and I shouldn't be here, but I am. Aw, poor Henry, but we'll get to him. Poor and, Henry. Uh, also- yeah. <laughs> also here with Eric. Came out here for a breath of fresh air and some adventure. Ooh. Nice. That's exciting. Uh, and we're here to talk about the 2016 indie game Firewatch. I think uh, we've all played this one before. But yep. we like, as we like to do on this show, we go and revisit some classics that need revisiting. And we see how they hold up. But... Before we dive into all the fire watching, um, we like to catch up on what we've been doing. So today we were going to go with Eric first. All right. Well, I am keep it short this week and I have exactly one thing to talk about. And that is a little game called Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So good. So last week I was saying rock that I steady. bought... Yeah, Rocksteady, baby. Last week I said I bought... Um, entire Arkham collection for like something crazy nine bucks or something and includes all the DLC and all that shit so um, I booted up Arkham Asylum I, with the intention of playing through all of the Batman games because I have never finished any of them before any the f- of them I have and I don't finish many games honestly I have an issue with it but those games I, I just I think they're all great they are all fantastic like you just talking about it last week and we were Yep. In, the Discord, in the Discord this weekend, and I got it, and I booted it up too, and I'm like, wow, I fucking forget. How I've always been are. so close to oh, playing. So I just good. needed a reason to just get back into it, and I was like, all right, if the if the guys are going to be playing, I mean, I gotta get in there. And I did. I I got. We're, we're talking about the the first one, Arkham yep. Asylum. Arkham Asylum. And that came out when 2009, if you can believe it. That's right. It is and it different. did get a it got a Series X upgrade at some point in there. I don't know if it got re released or remastered or. Uh, just a one X bundled everything. I think just but, like um, the remaster. Yeah, yeah. there's it looks no. Nice. It, it looks, looks really nice. good. It looks really really good for a whatever. It looks really good. Or, yeah, twelve year old, thirteen year old game. It's crazy, um, and it plays really good too. Um, like it's, it's and Mark awesome. Hamill wish... is the Joker, and he's constantly Mark Hamill's talking Joker. to you in yep. the game. It, this game would be perfect if they just released like a sixty FPS update, like. Oh, it would be just that much better, but it, it, whatever. It's still an amazing game, um, and yeah, I I got a decent chunk into it the first time that I played it back in I don't know a long long ass time ago, um, but I I got in a good four or five hour chunk over the weekend, and I was just having a great time. Like I just wanted to keep playing it. If I you know didn't have to go to bed, I would have stayed up all night and played it. But it's just I mean I'm not like the biggest. Batman fan in the world, but the way yeah. that they the way that I'm they lay out the the world and everything and introduce you to all these different villains and characters and make each one of them interesting. Even the ones you that you don't see, like you'll come upon like a, a cell or something. And the one that I remember is like um, there's like a section with all these like crazy like insane people that they lock down in these like solitary cells. And one of them was like the calendar man cell and he had all like the dates all over his oh, uh yeah. cell it's and everything rich, like full of if you're a batman fan i would assume that you just in general appreciate all the lore that's in 
yeah, the game. There's so many details. I thought it was little really details good. and everything, and like you meet a lot of characters. Also, meet a lot like, of characters like, in these yep. games in in general. Yeah, and you get like the the Riddler. Um, little puzzles are always fun to solve. I mean, they're they're not super hard. Some of them are you know a little tricky, but and then once you solve it, you get like the little uh, bio background on each of the villains that you um, come across and everything. You can re- read through all their backstories. Like it's it's cool. Well, it has like a, that re- obviously has a really good fighting mechanic. Where kind of like the industry class. Like yeah, yep. let's, let's just keep rolling with that. But it has um, it, it balances the detective mode very well because I'm constantly using it to oh yeah look for thugs or if you're trying to solve um the Riddler's puzzles. Yeah, like there's always just something. I don't know. It's like layered. We're like, they're, okay, I got to do the main story and I got to fight, but I can do so much. There's just so much variety for the game. And it, I don't know, here we are in t- 2022 and it it plays very well. It doesn't play like, oh, this is showing its age. And, and it's it's like paced. It's paced so well too. Like you, yeah. like you said, you, you're going from these fight scenes and then these detective scenes where you're following a trail or you're looking for something in a specific room and like but the they, vents though they're they space them pretty, out they're yeah massive. the vents are pretty uh, huge for everybody they're like, huge for batman right. to go through <laughs> but that's true one of the things that is nice though is that the combat holds up because like the combat was new for that and mm-hmm. they kind of set up you know all the other games down the line like we were saying earlier shadows of mordor and even like, Spi- Spider-Man. like the Spider-Man games, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the new Spider-Man game, like yeah, they haven't. I feel like they haven't really changed it a whole lot. I feel like they got it right the first time mm-hmm. with this and the detective mode too. Like we've seen the te- detective mode in so many different games uh, following Arkham Asylum, but I I still think like Arkham Asylum does it so well because it first of all it makes sense in the Batman universe because Batman himself is a detective. He's like supposed to be he like the world's detective. greatest detective. That's DC Comics stands for detective comics comics mm-hmm. but he's a detective <laughs> i know it's silly but he's a detective and it makes sense and it's it's you know it's not annoying it's you know it's fun to use fun to find all these little riddler cl- clues and everything like and like you said mark hamill the performances are fantastic especially joker uh, yeah, like mark hamill is a joker good. can't harley can't quinn is that. really good in it mm-hmm. uh i love all the characters you meet, yeah, it's it's like uh, the cartoon or something come to life. I would just—it's a real treat, and it's always on sale. And the remaster is out, so like, what's really stopping anybody from at least checking it out? Put it on easy too, you know, and you can just kind of cruise through there. Cruise just right through. But yep, nice. Yep. But yeah, that's that's pretty much. I'm gonna keep cranking on that. Hopefully, I'll probably finish it out this weekend if I get the time. So uh, that's been super fun. How about you, Brando? Yeah, Brandon, what about you? Just checking out Metroid Dread. And oh, sweet. I, yep, nice. I got, I'm getting farther. It's hard. It's tough. I haven't played a Metroid game since the 90s, and it's one of my it's holes. Super, super Metroid? Uh, no, I, I think I played the first one. Mm. Ooh, OG. Uh, okay. And then that was it. And then they played the first one again in the late 90s, and then that was it. And I've always wanted to, but... I never played Prime or anything. So here I am. That's why I was like struggling to do the tutorial. I'm like, all right, I can play games. And I've played Metroidvanias. I'm very familiar, but I just wasn't getting the jump right, I guess. And oh my God, it was so bad. And then getting the gun kind of unlocked. <laughs> little by little, she gets, you know, Samus gets stronger. Uh, but I, I'll tell you this. It's hard. It's scary. 
I love it though. And the, um, it looks really good in handheld mode on the switch. Oh, I put yeah. it up to my Gorgeous. new TV and I'm like, ah, I really, it just doesn't really come off as well. It hmm. looks really good in your hands with the haptic feedback and stuff like that. It just in the sound with headphones. Um, I think that's the best way to play this game. Cause it's very scary <laughs> with those Emmys, those mm-hmm. EMMI machines that are hunting you down. But I didn't get too far into it. That's it. But yeah, you talked about it before and, I can see why people really like it. It's uh, it's really cool. It's it just feels so good to play. Like yeah. the way Samus moves and everything. The controls took me a while. I was like, that was my hardest part. That's <laughs> my hardest part. It was well. It only gets it only gets harder from there. Yeah, you get hold an LB to stand in your tracks and go in like tank mode, so you can just you shoot more accurately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't because otherwise you, you'll have to run and shoot. And it's just, this is too much. There is a lot of controls to remember. I would suggest yeah. not Muscle taking. Memory. Like not if not taking a long break in between. Right, I know. Like, I gotta just grind it out. It'd be tough to go back to it, and it, it's a, it's a relatively short game, like eight hours. I think I clocked in. Okay, around it might but be. Th- yeah, that last yeah. boss is uh, that was tough. So be prepared for that. <laughs> I don't know if I don't have any intentions on finish finishing this game, but I'm enjoying it so far. And it, once it, a game like this, once it gets really hard for me, I'm like, I can only die so much till I'm just I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'll just go on YouTube and watch Standing or something like that. But. If you haven't played Super Metroid, you probably owe it to yourself to go back and at least give that one a world. Oh, yeah. That's on, it's on the Nintendo. It's so good. Nintendo oh, yeah. Online. It still holds up. Just, it still looks amazing. Yeah, the Metroid jot, like, games look so good. And that's what I like about this one, too. Like, those save spots, Eric. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, every cool. one of them is just like it's like i'm sure you've noticed too or... like the dynamic backgrounds and everything like there's so much going on yeah. in the backgrounds and like it's, yeah, th- yeah there's, it's, a, it's a good looking game it's a charming game it has it's just really cool and i like the character so yeah you you're you talking about it is what made me want to uh check it out do you have like the nintendo online servers i do oh okay yeah super metroid's right on there for the super nintendo that one yep when you when oh, okay. you Give up on this one. Go back and try that one out because that one okay. is. Uh, yeah, I got this. I'm borrowing this from the library. 16-bit classic. Yeah. <laughs> so I only get I only get it for a week. It's awesome. It's like I'm so addicted to getting games from my library right now because, which <laughs> my kids go there to get books. Sounds with my so wife. weird. And then I walk in. I'm like, all right, what do we got over here? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> oh wait, Metroid Dread. They got that. Okay. You can yeah, get, get it for books. a week. Yeah, my kid's getting books. I'm getting a game for the week. And <laughs> right, do what you gotta do. <laughs> that's nice. all great, dude. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, we've been uh, we've been kind of late this week. I didn't actually do much either. I actually restarted Batman um, over the weekend. It was good. A little bit of a little bit of hangover, so I got some turn-based wasteland in. Keep chugging away on that one. I've talked about that one before. Uh-huh. It's always ha- it's always nice to have fun. some games that you just got in the background that you enjoy, but you know you can go in and out of them when you get the itch and yeah. finally grind. Because mm-hmm. some of them are just so long. Oh, absolutely. That one's it's yep. nice and slow, so you can just kind of put the controller down if you need to go do anything. The only other thing, I mean, I watched some more American Auto this week. That show's still pretty good. It's Still, it's still in the recommend if you if you liked the uh, Parks and Rec kind of office vibe. So that okay. was a good one. And then got some sad news today. The oh, Amico. The Amico. I don't, don't want to talk about it too long, but the oh, Amico makes yeah. me sad. If you follow um, along with the show, <laughs> I mean, it's been like the subplot that's been going on. <laughs> 
where it has. Little, we've been really tr- we've been trying really hard not to let this show, but we've been dancing around it for a while. Dave's been big on the intel the I've the won. new Intellivision coming out, and I've been not shitting on it, but I've just been like, dude, I don't. You I haven't think had the rose colored so... glasses that I'm. I like the. I want it for the nostalgia. I want it for like. I just want it to be a success, and I want it to do well. But every time. They just fucking just tr- they're just the three of us worked at a marketing agency. Terrible. We know we know how marketing works. We're around it. We we make stuff. So to see this guy, what's his name again? Tommy Tommy Tellerico. Tellerico stepped yeah. down as CEO and now he's something else. And they put somebody up somebody else up in his place. And they put out another another. This is their third crowdfunding, I oh, believe. God, their third crowdfunding thing. So they're basically like out of money. Like, who knows what they did with all the other fucking money, like dev kits, production stuff. Like, it sounds like it's just a giant mess. I think this is this last crowdfunding thing, I think, is the final nail in the coffin, I want to say, because there was a lot of like. That's rough. There's a lot of details in the uh, in some of it. There's like the uh, F- FTC stuff in there but they showed like how much they owe on stuff how much they have in loans like it sounds like they can unless they raise like a couple million dollars they're only going to be afloat for like another couple months so they got to get a celebrity's name attached to it somebody that was famous in the 80s somebody that's got 10 million dollars to just throw up in there throw it up in the air but Corey Feldman is crazy enough to take it on I don't think he has 10 million (laughs) I was going to say he probably doesn't have the money for that But I don't know. It was such a the Intellivision was such a good console back in the eighties. Like it fucking went head to head with Atari for a little bit. Like it deserve it deserved a better comeback. Like it, I feel like this kind of just like tarnished the whole name and tarnished the whole brand. So yeah, man, this whole be careful with this that. whole reboot. I had nothing but good hopes for. Her, but sounds like she's she's going down the shitter, Clark. So, but that's it for me. And do too much this week just played some firewatch and i walked through some nature listen to the birds and yep delilah's sweet voice on my walkie-talkie but <laughs> we will get to that in uh act two we're gonna take a quick little break and uh, we'll be back with some firewatch And we are back for Act 2 of the Nomads of Fantasy to discuss Firewatch. But before we do, Eric, why don't you give us a quick rundown of how people can reach out if they want to chat about Firewatch. Sure. If you want to get at us, you can find us at uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Nomads of Fantasy. Um, you can find us uh, pretty much any social platform you can find us on facebook the socials we're on, we're on tiktok we're hip with it oh my god at, no, <laughs> at the nomads of fantasy sweet <laughs> that works for me and right. you can also <laughs> e- i can't keep it together nomads of fantasy at gmail.com excellent thank you and uh all right well I, well I, I would love if uh, before we get into even to the game or the, talking about firewatch sure okay like, 
I don't want. We're gonna spoil this game, so I would love for people to listen to a little bit about what we're gonna be talking about. But if you haven't played it, you really should bail out and come back. I would, and then let us know. Like we posted on on social, so like you can. This is one of those things where if you if you do get it spoiled to you for you, I feel like it kind of ruins it. Like especially the ending. It's such a narrative driven game that if yeah, you know, we're Mm -hmm. we're revealing all the twists and the spoilers. That yeah, you absolutely should. I mean, and it's not long. It's only four or five hours, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you please, take your time, five hours at most, you know. Please pause this, go play the full game, and then unpause. So, uh, Brandon, why don't you uh, give us a quick rundown of what we're discussing today? Sure. Uh, so, based on my research, uh, this is, <laughs> is this is wild, but Campo Santo is the studio studio who made this game. And I know that the people who made this game were also around for other games, such as the Telltale Walking Dead games and all stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made Firewatch. Did they make anything else? I know they had like some kind of game like Olympia or Gods. In the Valley of the Gods. In the Valley of the Gods was in progress. They showed it, um, and it looked awesome, but then they got absorbed by Valve, and now they're helping out with like Dota and shit. I don't know, whatever, whatever they're oh. doing over there. So in the Valley of the Gods, I've, it wasn't canceled, but it was like shelved indefinitely. So it's possible maybe someday that they'll revive it, but Campo Santo pretty much no longer exists as its own. They're, that's kind of sad. I, I forgot about that. It looks like yeah, 2018 they got absorbed, mm-hmm. but I mean they put out this in 2016 and it, it was a hit. So I guess that's yeah. the way things goes these days. It's a small team over there, and after finishing the game, I looked into. Just like the people that made it. I won't go into other names. They're awesome. I mean, Ali Moss, I think, is worth noting. Uh, O-L-L-Y Moss. I was sharing with you guys earlier the artwork that he does. He, he's done like some very famous artwork. If you're, if you're like a Star Wars fan, he does these very flat, uh, silhouetted, kind of cool-looking, minimal art pieces. So go out there. You'll, you'll be familiar with his movie posters. But anyways, he, this guy did like a painting of like a firewatch scene with this look and it's a beautiful website too the firewatch website um but this is what kind of got everybody in the team to be like okay this is what this is the look of the game and it's really cool so if you look at the artwork and then you look like at the paintings or whatever and then you look at very it's very cohesive art art style throughout that's great. Yeah, it's very painterly. Like even if you look up at the skybox, like the clouds and everything yeah. look like they're painted. Like you can almost see the the brush strokes and everything. Uh, but yeah, it definitely has a very very good style. Yeah, I bring it up because I know you're asking me about the game, but like I had to mention this because this is I think this is one of the key differentiators about this game is its art style. I mean, the artwork today is still popular. People still have like these Firewatch posters you know it's almost it's almost iconic nowadays like you see like Mm -hmm. delilah's tower is like the like key art for firewatch yeah that is like the thing that you think of when you think of firewatch is that tower our website if you go to the nomadsoffantasy.com that whole parallax effects that we do is based off of the experience that the the website used to have for firewatch where the trees and the mountains would move in different levels all right, it, this, it would do this parallax effect, and it was just really cool. Anyways, I'm getting too caught up into the design <laughs> stuff, yeah. but anyways, it's just a it's a very 
beautiful game, it's good... and it's got a lot of art and creative people behind it pushing this one. And I just think it's something refreshing in the game industry. I mean, that's a good way to, I guess, start the the conversation. Um, before, because like the story is the big chunk, but like it's known for the story and the artwork, basically. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's hard to hard to separate the two because they they meld so nicely into a delicious Firewatch Tower. Um, why don't you give us a quick rundown of the story gameplay? Kind of what we're what we're dealing yep. with. Yeah, real quick. Uh, the story follows a fire lookout named Henry in the Shoshone National Forest a year after the Yellowstone fires of 1988. A month after his first day uh, at work, strange things begin happening to him and his supervisor Delilah, which connects to a conspired mystery that happened years ago. So. That was just off of Wikipedia, and that's like, okay, what a weird plot. But the other part of that story is uh, this theme of escape, and Henry is escaping a life that he had or has, where he's middle-aged-ish, right? I don't know, he's like late 40s he's, probably. There was, well, in one of the sheets in, at, towards the end of the game, like they have those like um, profiles on each of them. And it shows their age. Delilah is, I believe, like 41. 41. And yeah. Henry is like 39 or something. 37. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I thought but 40, but maybe it was like a little bit older. Would the, when the game starts, like it's it's literally just like in their 20s. At- atmospheric music. And you get the whole story of how Henry met his first wife. And, you know, they're thinking about having kids. And then she gets early onset dementia. And like, you know, she's trying to work at a... You know, I, you make decisions in the beginning mm-hmm. where the story is kind of tailored to you, but like you basically get that whole setup into day one of in the Firewatch Tower, like it's a pretty, it's pretty heavy scene where like yeah, this like, is the ha- closest I ever got to being sad in a game because of that whole topic of dementia. Cause it, it's so sad and this poor guy, mm-hmm. and the way they do it is it's like wow, it's so relatable, you know. But the, yep. but then the, the, like the relationship with Delilah, like I don't know, like. If your wife wasn't, you know, it, she doesn't even recognize him half the time, apparently, or whatever. She moves back with her family in Australia, and you're kind of assuming that it's done. I'm guessing their marriage they leave is it, pretty much. They leave like it pretty ambiguous, like, and a lot of the dialogue that you say can kind of inform that story as well. Yeah, and like the relationship with Delilah, like, can go in a number of different ways, which is why mm-hmm. I don't know. The storytelling in this game is so good. Like the the voice actors, um, I think did a fantastic job. It's mostly uh, Henry and Delilah. Let me. Well, that's so. Getting into the game ro- gameplay real quick. This game sure. is very minimal. They they call this genre walking simulator, and it's this thing where you it's a first person game, but you're not really doing much other than walking around. Maybe talking to somebody via this game. It's a walkie-talkie, but you know whatever. I think I think Walking Simulator makes it sound like it's boring, though. Like I think of it more of as like an advent, like a first-person adventure game almost. Where yeah, you you're just like up. picking up tools and you're kind of like interacting with stuff here and there. But yeah, I think the, the very think, light gameplay though. I think that yeah, the defining characteristic of a walking simulator is you're just walking around an environment, absorbing this story. 
and you know have some light interactions you're not really puzzle solving you're kind of just you know going yeah, along that's true your the your actions more inform the dialogue and what's going on in the story it's not so much it's not so much like fun gameplay it's just it's supposed yeah. to be moving the story forward yeah exactly. uh, the, the the two main voice actors i'd like to call them out uh rich summer summer yeah but he he's, was he's in, in a lot of stuff Mad men yep he's yeah a, yeah Yep, Mad Men. He's a fairly, yeah, pretty well-known actor. He's IMDb pages, you know, a mile long. Um, and then Delilah's played by Sissy Jones, who she's is done tons a, of video games. Couple other things I've Walking yeah, Dead. I see her Back for Blood. Oh, was know. she? She is in Back for Blood. Yeah, Hills true. here. Uh, Je- Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> like, there's there's tons of stuff. Yep. Um But they like, I don't know, their reactions and their. The way that the dialogue changes based on your decision. So like, much dialogue in this game. It's this, there's tons of I mean, so like much dialogue. This is probably the most like natural conversational dialogue yeah. that I've ever heard in a game. Like it, it just it feels so good. You could tell that both of the voice actors had a good chemistry, and that's what makes the relationship with Henry and Delilah work so well, is because they you know, they just flow so well together. I learned something pretty cool so early on in the making of this video game the two actors for henry and delilah agree not to meet at all during the recording they they purposely kept themselves separate because they wanted to kind of have that connection like of their characters where it's i don't know really i mean whatever know what you look like but i like that they went that extra step and i think that's well that's the that's part of the thing yeah. Nope. Sorry. It's uh, like their whole interactions. Like you never, they never. Well, that's meet. the thing. You they never, never meet. Like your whole interaction mm-hmm. is just a walkie-talkie in your hand, and you can see the Firewatch Tower out in the distance. You can see hers. Yeah. You can see. You can see when her lights on. She can see you. She sees you. Yeah. Like yeah. she can see you. <laughs> and at the end at of the desk. game, when you finally get to her, uh, her lookout tower, I I purposely walk around before you go inside. I walk all the way around, and you find her chair with the binoculars next to there uh, yeah okay. she could see. a lot of cool details yeah and there's yeah she's got the drawing of you what she thinks you look like dude i love person. that because based on your dialogue the drawing will change you know based on your choices when she's like oh what do you look like you know you could you could tell her something stupid or you could you know tell her the truth or whatever so it turns I out different that. based on what you say there the fire like what do you want to call the fire that's that starts mm-hmm. in halfway in the game or whatever and you're like you know what'd you I call, call the fire flapjack. flapjack i call mine flapjack too everybody yeah yeah probably that's most part of the do. part of like the reason it's so believable too is the like the choices you make earlier in the game like recurring inside jokes will come up again later or mm-hmm. decisions that you make like i don't know if you guys noticed about the so we, me and brandon played it with the commentary on for a lot of it so I, I turned um, it on, but I, I skipped some of it. I picked up some interesting things here and there, but some of it, I wish I could turn it off because they put like, they put big set pieces in the environment, which is kind right. of annoying sometimes. Um, but like the whole pork pond thing, like, you know, like there's just a lot of tiny details that they pay attention to in this game where like you have a discussion about pork pond and she says, people keep stealing the sign. So blah, 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 blah. But oh, when you go right. to her cabin yes, later, I was going to bring that up in the cabin. I love that. Insane. Um, I don't know. Just the, the, the interact, they have like a weird flirty relationship kind of, I don't know. My Henry and my Delilah <laughs> had a weird flirty relationship. 
uh, with each other. Um, but, you know, it goes from, you know, starting on the job, she's your boss, and she's, you know, teaching you, you know, how to watch fires, I guess. Yeah, you're like <laughs> escaping, and she just goes but, right for it. She's like, why are you here? Because, like, pe- normal people don't take a job like this. Like, everyone's no, escaping right. something, because she is too, right? Like, so mm-hmm. she's like, what is and you gotta think your right, this thing back in 89 too so um yep. like no cell phones no kind of funny business that and yeah. like i guess there were a whole bunch of forest fires back then and yellowstone so it's kind of like based in reality a little bit um mm-hmm. the setting at least but then mm-hmm. i guess start to get into the story a little bit as you as you're, you know, going and checking on things or yelling at kids for lighting off fireworks and, you know. Oh, my God. That's so cool, too. When like you do some it. of the some mm-hmm. of the interactions where you like go to Those the lake, yell, yell at kids, with the fireworks. Yeah. Right. They're, I yeah. picked up their I picked up their radio and I wasn't going to do I was going to put it back down. But then they said I had a tiny dick and they started calling, yelling at me, saying, calling me a fuckhead. So I was like, fuck you guys. And I threw it throw in the it lake. Throw it in the lake. That's, That's right. You throw it in the lake. That's I right. did. You know, I just to. put it back down. I put it back down. Okay. Uh, you gotta take it easy with the fireworks, all right? You ought to take it easy at the Sizzler buffet. <laughs> Chelsea? What? He's just some loser out in the woods. I mean, he's groating. Why do you guys think it's all right to just stare at girls? Look, I'm sorry for bothering you. Can you just knock it off, please? Yeah, you should be. This is a free country, and we should be free to do whatever we want. And free from any peeping toms. I said sorry. Oh my god, is that what you are? Just me out. Ew. Can we just get out of here? Ew, totally. You're gross. But those are the little moments I think that make this game like brilliant. It's just like, all right, hold on a second. I like how they set up all those little, because everybody can play it different, which is great for replayability if you really want to, you know, so it's, it's nice. The story, yeah, because, you know, some, their reactions that they were saying, they tried to figure out you know everything that the player could do so pick up the radio and walk away like you can throw it in the lake you can put it back on the ground like you have to have there's voice lines and tie-ins for like all these little decisions that you make throughout which Mm -hmm. and it plants those seeds early too which i really like for the story like you were like Mm -hmm. where is this plot what is going on because i'm I'm this dude who's kind of in this fucked up situation with his wife going through dementia and he's escaping, so he chose this job, and this Delilah character is out of control. And it's like, wait, what am I doing? I'm dealing with teenagers, but then it escalates quickly. Right. So you think, and it's so cool. Uh, what did you guys think of the, um, before we get too far early on, I mean, you, you, you realize that there's this map mechanic where it's first-person game, and if you want to see the map, it's not like you hit start or you hit up and it's a different screen. It's he takes his map and he holds it up and you have to move, you you have to move the camera. Yeah. The the camera was a little the camera was a little annoying on that, but I like the I like the in I love uh dia- mechanic. diegetic gameplay, which is what that's called, like a diegetic Ooh, really? U- UI. So I don't think well, other than like the dialogue choices, there's not really any UI. Like it's all built which, into the game. Which really makes helps it more make immersive. It, yeah, absolutely. Fuck oh, that. that's a good word. Immersive. I think this game does just enough immersion where it doesn't get too annoying. The map is a little, maybe a little wonky. But. It's cool though how the map, like as you open up, you know, the lookout boxes, caches, yeah, and go to certain sections, and like as the story progresses, 
Like you can see him right on the map and like the map update. So there's multiple versions of the map, which is right. And each time, cool. yeah, each time he finds something to... new or yeah, he yep, he'll write it down. Like he'll write down the, the pork pond or the, the big tree or whatever. <laughs> and so, you know that that's where that is. And like, I feel like this map is pretty large. I mean, I'm not sure about the ratio of walkable space to like trees and background stuff, but like, over time, even though it's a relatively short game, I feel like after a while, I kind of knew where I was going because I've been mm-hmm. trotting down the same path so many different times. Like you get to know. I like that. Like, OK, I know that the cave is uh, north of my camp or whatever. And I know that, you know, the lake is to the west. So like stuff like that is like, you know, as you play more and more through the game, you get to know the area better, which. Like, Eric, the really the, good job of that. The sense of time too with the story is fantastic. How they do it because every time you do a part of the story, you have to go to this area of the map, and they know that like okay, at this area of the map they can't see, so they start unrendering stuff. They're mm-hmm. using like the Unity engine I saw, so they're like kind of they knew the limitations of what's going on, and they would like okay, as soon as you go into this canyon area, let's just get rid of the lake. We don't need to have that rendered anymore. Um, but they'll also adjust the time like the sky and the art direction again nails this because when you first start playing the game it's like blue skies green grass but as the sun sets you know that colors change so the spectrum of the light hits the planet mm-hmm. it's just different so it'll be like this burning red or orange of the sun setting in these scenes and the mood and the conversation that you might be having with delilah or the discoveries you're ha- having the when you first when you first encounter Ned, I mean that was I was like, what in the world? The first time I played this that game, scared the like, shit. Dude, it was creepy. It's that's, very that's creepy. You don't real, meet many people in this game. That's like the big story turning point, I think, because everything's mostly harmless. Um, True. Like, well, that's and that's and then you end up going back to the lake for like to go fishing or something, and you find a clipboard on the rock, and you pick it up, and it's got details of all the conversations that you oh that happens later yeah because it goes from like like three or four days in a row Uh, and then time starts skipping are you talking about the guy with the flashlight yeah near the beginning that was near the beginning that was only like the first couple days i was thinking the the other net it gives you that uh like existential feeling of like okay you think you're alone out here and like you know nobody else is out here you're feeling comfortable blah, blah blah but then you just get this feeling that Somebody is watching you. You know somebody else is Absolutely. out there with you, and it, it it's creepy. Like you, it get this never goes away until the game kind of resolves that when they explain everything. But yeah, throughout the game, that encounter is planted early, and you're like, "Well, hold on a second. And then like the girls, um, oh no, then you go back to your God, you go back to your back to the um, tower. You go back to the tower and, and it's destroyed it ransacked. Point, early, yeah, fairly early. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. like you just got here and it's been broken it's like into day, day one or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you also are introduced to the cave. You don't know the significance of the cave yet, but it's what's really cool is how they use it. The first time you go through it, and you're like, oh, I can't go through there. All right, well, this is cool. There's a little cave in the middle of the map. And then the second time you encounter it, you can – oh, you're seeing it that like there might be some secret government stuff going on mm-hmm. because you're kind of teased with that. And then the third time you go there, it, like you, you, you get trapped in there and you discover the big thing, you know um, – but, but yeah, it's just cool how they, you, you're saying how you, you get familiar with the areas and you encounter them multiple times and it's, you would, it, it, you know, if you're this guy spending a whole summer in a tower in, in this 
National Forest, you would know that plays like the back of your hand after a while. So they can only do that so much with a couple hours in a video game. And I like that we, I like re, I like I like going back and forth and retreading all that stuff. Well, mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why they used. I was in the uh, in the developer commentary. They were saying how they use jump cuts to show the passage of time. So you'd finish up certain story beats, and you know, like you get back in your cabin or your Firewatch tower is trashed or whatever, and then you know they do a hard cut to a day, and then they you know. Yep. Show a passage of time and something like, you know, for the rest of the game, you got boards on your windows or like things in the Firewatch Tower, like change over time to kind of show the passage of time, which I don't know, makes things makes things a little more concrete in reality, mm-hmm. which I thought was super cool. But I guess um, I guess after you get back, yeah, you know that you know that somebody's trashed your place. You don't know if it was the girls. You don't know if it's the teenagers. Yeah, my first time playing this, I was really creeped out. I was like, oh, yeah. it was that guy. It is, it, <laughs> right. It, there is like a sense of like, yeah, I don't know what you said, the existential dread or mm-hmm. like feeling of you're being watched. Like, I don't know what you guys, but like walking around some of the sound design where you like hear a bush rattle over there and like, yeah. I know that there's nobody up there, nobody over there, but like I feel the need to look over there to just to like make sure that there's nobody standing over yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, right. whenever tension happens in the story, when Delilah's like, "What the fuck," you know, like the guitar kicks in <laughs> and it has Music like this always kicks up, yep. Western kind of sound to it, and and it's like maybe some piano or drums, but it's very what was the word like ominous? Yeah, and like, they, yeah. they they use it pretty sparsely too. Like most of the time, you're just. You're just hearing like the sounds of nature and leaves rustling as you're walking through and stuff. But then once you know, once you hear that music kick in, you know that like something's going down or that there's going to be a, a tense moment coming up. So it it's kind a great of soundtrack prepares you. Like, oh well, yeah. yeah, I guess on a, on a day scale, we'll move the story forward a little bit. Um, like day one and two is when you know the girls' camps happen. Um, on day nine, you hear from Delilah that the girls are missing. Oh yeah, then it, mm-hmm. and then it jumps to day fifteen, where it's like at night, and you're like sleep talking to delight, like you're getting a call from your wife. You're talking oh, to your wife. Thanks for bringing this up. Thing. What's yep. up with this scene? What was that all about? All in his head. I think he was just. It was like dreaming. Yeah, he was like half awake, thinking he was talking to his wife or whatever. Because he, because Julia, uh, Julia, that's his name of his wife. Delilah says that. She could hear him like mumbling Julia's name over the walkie-talkie, and that he must have been like half asleep or something. Like she tells him that, like, "Oh, I heard you say Julia's name or whatever," or, like you were talking to her. So yeah. he must have had the the walkie-talkie and just thought he was talking to his wife in like a half sleep state. Okay, so what we saw isn't what really happened because he's sleeping and it starts off with Delilah saying, "Henry, Henry, pick up," and then you you pick up. And you're like, what's, and you're like very tired. You're like, hey, what's going on? And and it's Jules on the other line, and she's, want? hey, how you doing? Like just checking from in his, on yeah, from his perspective, I feel like that's right, yeah, Jules. that's what he thought was happening. But I'm sure that's just a way of like showing like maybe his guilt manifesting, or like maybe his hopefulness that someday Julia will return, you know, back to the way she used to be and everything without the dimension. Well, isn't it interesting that he? He has a moment where he's freaking out, depending on what choices you pick and how you answer some of the things with the Lila. But he, at one time, he even questions, "Do I have dementia? Are you even real, Delilah?" And oh, yeah. it's like, out of control, because <laughs> you That's don't know, because you're so you are Henry, and 
It's like, boy, oh, well, there's boy. A lot of, there's a lot Where's of crazy going? stuff. Yeah, because after, after that, like, things start to ramp up pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. That was day 15, day 33. Um, Delilah finally says, like, you know, you called saying something about jewels. And then you have a little quick conversation. Jumps to day 64. Um, you know, there's some inside jokes. You're getting flirty with each other. I don't know. I, I wrote, story has creepy, sexy, and mystery vibes to it. <laughs> like it's, it feels like a, I don't know, like a, like a summer mystery, summer camp mystery kind of thing. Like it's weird where you kind of know that something's up, but you don't really know yet. Um, I mean, and, something is up. I mean, so sure. like the, the, as the story goes, all these weird things are happening. Somebody's fucking with, uh, Henry and Delilah, specifically Henry, but he's, somebody's, messing around with these two to the point where they're not even trusting each other they don't really know who's telling the truth between the two of them there's even like this weird crossover scene uh, moment where early on in the game delilah is talking to somebody else but you hear it and you mm-hmm. you can act like you didn't hear mm-hmm. that or not and i thought that was very interesting like what was that about so the game does these things very early on to kind of get you to be like, this game's more than just what I, I thought it was a, like a drama. But And if you do in that moment that you brought up, if you do call her out in that moment, I like, did it my she'll get life. she'll get pissed at you and she'll like go away. Like she'll she be gets, annoyed yeah, and you can't defensive. talk to her for a little while. I think that's the whole like sprinkling in, sprinkling in the seeds because you find out later in the story that somebody's been listening into your walkie talkies. So it kind of right. like, it kind of parlayed like it, you know, sets that up a little bit too. Cause basically on the next cut, um, that's the, the problem bear where you're going fishing and you find, this is where, this is where the, this shit is where you get knocked out. Yes. Right. You get knocked you out find after the, finding that. You find a clipboard with, you know, transcripts of your conversations and movements and stuff like that. And then you find a second walkie talkie and get hit from behind, which scared the shit out of, like I jumped when that happened. I forgot yeah, that dude. that happened there. But that was a that was an absolutely great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when you find yeah you basically find out that some days Eve, eavesdropping on you, you hear the words uh, what was it Wakati Wakati Meadow or Wakati Station or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you know it puts that and you get like a little bit of mystery into it and you end up going out there the next day. Uh, oh, is that where you first see the 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 the, the fire starting? Or no? Well, uh, I believe so. After, yeah, yeah, seven, yeah. Seven. I'm trying to think when that starts. Because is that after you find the camp with all the crazy like equipment and everything? No, you find the fire starts before then. Uh, like, okay, the, the flapjack fire starts on like sixty four, seventy six, but like right before here. But that's that's one of the other things that kind of I wanted to mention is like the the atmosphere, not the atmosphere, but like the park itself like evolves over the game, like mm-hmm. how. As the fire keeps yes, going, everything this. gets everything gets smokier. Like the whole environment is a character unto itself, which is a super cool thing. As, as you play evolves. the game, the, it literally gets smokier and smokier. It's very subtle at first because the mm-hmm. game is yep. very beautiful and vibrant with these colors we were talking about. And then, yeah, you you talk about the fire. Delilah's like, "Don't worry." The one team's there to kind of make it another fire so that it will burn that other stuff and then go out so that the big fire won't happen. And, and even if it goes that far, the water will stop it. Cause there's like the river or whatever. 
which does not happen. Obviously, it keeps going and it burns basically the whole area down and they have to evacuate. But this is going on while you're trying to figure out a mystery. Right. It's very it goes well done. With the like, story. Uh, kudos to the pacing that they did mm-hmm. in this this game. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, as the as the narrative kind of ramps up and gets uh more intense and more of the mystery starts revealing or more questions start popping up about the mystery. Like like you said, the environment starts to get more and more hazy from this creeping fire and everything. And like you said, the environment changes. I think there's even an area that you can't access at first, but um, later, like it burns some, the fire burns some trees away, and you can actually go out to that uh, fireman's camp or whatever it is. I forgot which area it was, but oh, I forgot about that. It's right camp after, too, yeah, when you, you get out there, yeah. you find the you find the fence, and you can't get through. So you go to find the fireman. Get the axe. Just yeah. on a controlled burn. Yeah, you get the axe. Head back to the fence. But a lot of the, like the music and a lot of these parts, like. When you first get the axe and then you get to the fence and you're breaking in, like, oh yeah, it's like a heart throbbing. Like that shit mm-hmm. is intense because you don't yeah. know what you're getting into. You don't know, like, what's going on, who's watching you, any of that stuff. So it's creepy as hell, and it's, I mean, I, I it got me going really, really good it's there. Good understanding of under, understanding the limitations of the gameplay that you're providing the player, but also. What options can we do with the audio? Because I think at that moment you can continue to talk to Delilah because she's always there. She's always like kind of she's like second most important character in the game. She's always with you. But I think you have the option of not talking to her. So like I'll talk to you after I leave or I'll talk to you while I'm in there. I think so you have it's kind of cool that there's just options. I also never in the audio. I never really did it, but on each of the dialogue options, there is like a timer that ticks down. So like, yeah, if you don't choose anything, I don't think you actually say anything. Correct. What they they said in the one of the commentaries was they wanted to consider inaction and an action. Mm-hmm. So, which is kind of cool because I can you know there's dialogue cha- choices that go along with that. And they do that a lot in the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy game I was playing. Like, oh really? That specifically. Hmm. Oh, you're not going to say anything? Uh, I just didn't know which one to pick, and I ran out of time. <laughs> I feel like the, the developers accounted for a lot of stuff in this game. One of the commentaries that I did listen to was interesting towards the back half of the game where you um, figure out that someone has kind of tapped into your walkie-talkie uh, transmissions. Oh, the sound effects. been listening in. Yeah, um, but after that, Delilah sets up like a new walkie for you to you know yes throw your old oh, walkie apparently this good yeah apparently you don't have to pick up the new walkie talk that's what i like, that's, that's i'm sorry option. that's what i meant that's what yeah. i meant i'm sorry where like you can go to the thing with her or without her i'm sorry i thought it was a choice that's the choice you take either you grab the mic or, or you, you grab the uh right you can completely just ignore the new what happens if you ignore the new one I think it, I mean, the stories I think still goes on, but they do adjust the dialogue like to account for that. Cause like, huh. you have the tap, you have the tapped mic. So you're there's I, I don't know exactly what the dialogue is, but they changed it enough for it to be like unique to that situation. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna do that, but I was like, surely Dave or Eric is going to go with that. I think that, you know. Because I knew you guys had the commentary on, and like they're gonna they're gonna do it without it. And I thought I'll be the one who goes in with the new some walkie-talkie. Them, yeah. I didn't listen to that commentary. Like some of them, I just skipped because like if it was 
Like, if it was an intense story moment or whatever like that, I'm just skipping right past the commentary because I don't mm-hmm. want to take myself out of things because yeah, you got you to gotta gotta stop stand and, there and, listen, and just listen. But... Right, and you can't stop it once it's started or pause it. A lot of little interesting tidbits. Um, I mean, you mentioned the you brought up the uh, lighting and everything and the dynamic uh, weather and everything earlier, which there was a really cool commentary on that one did you guys see that one where they had like the the little I, platform with like the weather weather wheel and everything <laughs> yeah. and you can yeah. walk around and change the time of day and just look at all the different lighting effects that was and nice dynamic weather and everything like that was that was really cool um the amount of work that they they put into making you know like when the lighting changes and then it gets like hazy in that red kind of haze like it completely changes the look of the environment as opposed to like clear skies sunny all that stuff like it changes the mood yep. so much just based on the lighting and the the weather the so. game is really worth experiencing like i don't know how i mean it's, it's a, on it's game pass now which that's is really good, nice it's a good way yeah. of explaining it yeah there's it just is so like much something that they put you need to because <clears throat> i mean it's all like eric used the word immersive before like a lot of the the sound design and like it's like the no ui the first person view it all kind of aims to pull you into that world which was it's something that you kind of kind of yeah like a brand is that experience so Mm -hmm. i would say for the second half of the story though because i think that's where we're at where it's kind of hitting full throttle somebody's messing with these two you kind of get to the um you get to the uh station like the base camp or whatever the station with all the transmission like the equipment and stuff why are you calling it the potty station? The Wapati. Wapati station. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not the it's not the potty station. <laughs> and yeah, and you get there and you see there's research, but it's wild because there's this tracker thing that you pick up, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And it adds more to the tension because you're like, okay, something's going on. But you you find these papers that are basically breakdowns about henry and delilah in this tent so i was like okay now come on even even playing the second time i was like okay hold on a second i don't remember this like why are they here because i know how this game ends but i forgot about this right so so i'm like okay so this is when it gets really out of control the fire is now i think starting to illuminate the night sky because this is at night and there's like this little touch of red in the area so you notice this fire the guitars going crazy uh, and Delilah's like saying to her, what the fuck is going on, Henry? That's why and she <laughs> says, then she changes her voice and she says, we just got to burn this thing down. Mm-hmm. And then as he's leaving, she says something, oh, I'm trying to think, but she says something about seeing somebody in, your in tower. his tower again. Mm-hmm. And it's not yes. him. Well, she says, right? yeah, she says like, oh, I see, like she says, I see you're in your tower or whatever. And he's like, I'm not in my tower. And so she's like, get back to your tower right now. So you run, you sprint back to your tower, and and turns out there's no one up there. but Except for a Walkman. You say, exactly. You find oh, the Walkman on the with door. The tape. There's yep. the Walkman taped to the door that has a recording of Delilah saying, we should burn this fucking place down or whatever, you know, some, you know, whatever that line was. But I think this is the time where we need to talk about the Ned and Brian Well, that was plot. Right. the, the Walkman now day started- 77, and then... You find yeah. the dead body on 78, so... Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so big plot twist. This All this is not happening. It's only just a research center, and the teenagers 
they ended up, it's like a red herring or whatever, but they're not missing. They end up getting discovered. They just were doing some drunk kid shit and got arrested. So they, it turned out that they're okay. Uh, and now there's the story of what happened to Brian and his dad, Ned, because Ned was this dude who, who used to be a, a fire watcher who just left one day with his kid and never, and nobody ever heard from them again. Uh, yeah, they were what the season the year before, and Delilah knew that he had his kid out. Um, mm-hmm. He was in Henry's tower, and he had his kid with him at the tower. And I don't know if it was like his kid didn't want to be. His kid seemed like it was he was a pretty indoorsy kid. He didn't seem like he was a very outdoorsy. Well, he guy. played. Yeah. Uh, what was it? He didn't play Dungeons and Dragons. He played Wizards and Wyverns. Wizards and Wyverns. Yes. But if you notice, like books. the tiny, the tiny little details, you find a D twenty in your cabin at some point like and you know that's obviously the kids d20 from wizards and wyverns from playing i'm sorry D&D. is that that's like cool. a dice i don't even know that i didn't even see that D, of course is yeah. it a 12 20 sided die. Yeah. Okay. Well, die okay hey, all right you gotta say that sorry I don't know. excuse People me don't i know what that is i barely knew what it was um but really when you when you leave wapati station you have a you have a little range finder that replaces your compass and it starts going off the next day, which leads to a backpack that has the key to the cave. Yeah. And you're like, you get What's the key, key to the for? cave. Oh. And you think, well, you think you're going to like a secret military base hidden right. in the ground or some shit like that. And, you know, you get there, you get through the door, the door slams behind you, scares the shit out of you. And you go spelunking for a little bit. I you, saw that on Xbox uh, the other night. I, I signed on to see what you were doing. And it, and you know how like some games will have a um they'll tell so it'll show your what your friend is playing the game, but then there'll be like a subtitle that maybe will say oh, multiplayer yeah, yeah. play, and it said spelunking. So I bet you were in this scene then because I was like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. I didn't Probably. know specifically like what moment you're in, but huh. like yeah, you're going deep in the cave at that point, so you're probably spelunking, Dave. There you go. Oh, I mean, that's really cool. You get out of the cave and you discover you know the kid's little hideout. Or whatever. Uh, he had a fortress. Oh, yeah. He had a little, yeah, a little fort in the woods. Yep. Where he was. Which was smart because these stat sheets. At this point, you don't know that Brian dies, mm-hmm. and yes. at this point, you just think, oh, you just get to know more about the kid because all you sure. know is that Delilah said one of the previous fire watchers had his kid with him, and I don't know they're going through a divorce or whatever, and she didn't think much about this, this Ned guy. Sounds like he was kind of a loser, whatever. But he had his kid with him, and Delilah was like, "I don't mind this kid. I actually think I like this kid more than the dad." So she ignored the fact that the kid was there, which came, which will come to haunt her later on. Right. She always assumed at this point, I don't know, him and his dad they didn't disappeared. know, right? I yeah. guess like, she lost contact the kid, with them. I hope the kid had a good life, kind of thing. Right. Yep. That's the story up until is, and you're thinking yeah. UFOs, government stuff's going on. Who knows? And right. you're spelunking, you come across. Which I kind of, I almost wish it didn't take this turn. I wish it this was is... a more like cool Stranger Things-y kind of thing or something It's one of those on. things where like you're kind of given one thing and you think you're getting it and then they pull the floor underneath you or like the rug underneath your feet kind of thing. And I think that's what it is. Which I think is my one gripe about this game. It's like, gonna, it's the, it's like, you like it or not. I, no, I'm, 
I like it, but it's almost it's not satisfying almost or it's I felt the I same exact way. The first the first time it. I played this game, I was like, Oh yeah, there's something there's something like supernatural going on or some kind <laughs> of military conspiracy or something. And then at the end they had the reveal that it was just, you know, Brian the whole twist was that Brian's dead body was found and like his dad was trying to cover it up and blah 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 for whatever his reasons are, but you don't um, know specifically what happened, but Ned says my son slipped and fell and who knows? Well, we'll yeah. never know. That's like the, yeah. After you find his fort, you go back in the cave, find the body, come out. And that's kind of where you mm-hmm. tell Delilah. And that's where, you know, you kind of know that there's not really anything going on. But no. I, I will say on my second playthrough, I think I, my expectations were too high my first time going in. But going yeah. in the second time, I knew, you know, kind of, I didn't remember every detail of the story, you but know how it ends. I feel like I was able to appreciate the story a little bit more and how they were telling the story, um, just because I kind of knew the outcome. And it, it is kind of, like you said, it is kind of like a red herring. Like they kind of direct you one way and then they kind of pull it out from underneath you and reveal that it's, oh, th- yep, the, the whole twist is that. Ned, it was Ned the entire time, and just he fucking was, with you. He's just, basically trying to, basically trying to scare you away and like cover up, you know, not you know, not have you find out about Brian and everything, because obviously it makes him look bad. It makes it look like he killed his son, or even though he says that he fell, slipped, and fell, like you don't know what the truth. They leave it ambiguous. I think Delilah's wrong to think that he did it, and I know why because she already had a, a previous. Uh, assumption of the guy but i think looking at the fact that i think this dude loved his kid i think his son died and he is full of guilt and i don't think he has the guts to go down and get his done his dead son i mean when you find the the body the head is buried under a rock like could you imagine Mm -hmm. as a father having to do this to a 12 year old kid or whatever i mean like so i think the guy is just i think he snapped and i think he's it's like it's all my fault and i think that's what made him well he he also probably want to go back to society and he just became a I'm hermit sh- i'm sure he blames himself because like you said like dave brought up like this kid clearly wasn't like athletic or whatever he was like a nerdy kid he didn't like doing this adventure outdoorsy stuff but it seemed like his dad kind of was pushing him towards that a little bit mm-hmm. more and maybe he pushed him too much and was trying to get him to uh, climb down this cave or whatever, and then that's when he slipped and fell, and that was the end of him. So I'm sure his dad feels some crazy, immense guilt and blames himself for. In his all hideout, this. there's like a Father's Day card. There's a photo of it, him. And mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think the he hideout was really sad. Like it's I so felt, sad. Yeah, I felt bad. So much detail pictures in of that. him, and yeah, like, but I mean, he's also made his camp like you know around the corner from the cave. So why not just go hide in the woods somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's cool I mean, though? Yeah. If you go to the end of the of his hideout at the opening where his seat is. Yes. And you see his chair, you can see both yep. uh towers, Delilah's and Henry's, and I was like, man, that's cool detail. That is yep. such awesome detail that they put in here. So yeah, I mean, basically that's where the story kind of wraps up. Like you can find the you find the kid, you know that Ned is Oh yeah, cuz like there. it's like the fire is like out of control at this point. That's mm-hmm. right. It's like, you're like, should I even go here? Am I going to die? <laughs> when you leave Wapati Station, Ned starts, like, Ned burns the whole place down. 
and flapjack fire and the wapati station fire end up like kind of merging i guess almost oh okay that's why that's why it gets out of control yeah Yeah. because ned like says like i'm going deeper to the woods do not don't bother don't follow me yeah because he ends up he ends up like leaving a rope up to his place and he spray paints like henry on the thing and you find you find the typewriter with like all the shit that he printed out for Wilpati Station. I don't, I don't really remember finding his bunker the first time I played this, but like yeah. that's pretty much the whole explanation. Of, the of, yeah, I don't know, like that. Your head's spinning kind of at this, that point, right? Yeah, and everything's burning, and you're kind of like trying to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, your whole goal, yeah, it's just to get back to get up to Delilah's Tower, yelling at rescue. you about helicopters, and you hear helicopters in the air and. It's yeah. it's really cool. Like it, like playing it a second time. I'm with you on the first time where it's like a little bit jarring. We're like, well, hold on a second, is this? Oh, is this what's happening? A little happening? bit like, disappointed. Okay. Yeah. But the second time, it's like it makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. You really get the theme, and it's like, well, obviously Henry has been stuck in this very bad situation for a long time. He's escaping it, and now he's stuck in out stuck out in the wilderness with his thoughts and his imaginations getting the best of them and Ned's fucking with them. So all this kind of comes together and it's, it's quite the ride. And now I appreciate it very much. Like, so it's, and I like this game it. a lot before, but like, even like, even if like, yeah, you don't like the way the story ends. Cause I mean, either way, either way, whether you ask Delilah to wait for you, whether or not, when you get back, um, she's already taken off in the helicopter. Cause she says, I forget what the line she says. She's like, I don't want to stand here in a dead boy's shadow or something like that. She just wants, she feels horrible for the kid getting killed because she's mm-hmm. the one that didn't yeah. turn that in. But I I don't know. Like the, I still, I don't know. I, w- I wish it would have been like a, something, I don't know, cooler. I don't know what, <laughs> how you, I don't, I don't know how to put it, but like the story, it, it's worth it for like that whole middle chunk where you don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, the payoff may not be the greatest. It's but up like to you. The, the build yeah, up to it. It's up to, to the it. gamer. Yeah. If you think that is the ending or not, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it is up to interpretation, really. Like, how you want to leave it. I heard that, like, uh, they planned it, it so, like, you cannot even go to the helicopter. The right. Helicopter you can just, just wait leave without you. If you, you wait long, long enough. It just leaves you right. and if you do what we did, where you play the commentary mode, it's so weird. Like, <laughs> you go to the helicopter instead of getting in like the normal version they hand you a cassette and then the helicopter flies away and i'm like well, hold on a and second. it cuts the credits <laughs> yeah they talk yeah. about it's like they pop in like some more stuff uh, or whatever. Um, but yeah so it's like what the heck so my absolute like like you know the game is artistically beautiful it's got great voice acting it's got a fucking sweet story but the goddamn coolest part of this whole thing is you get a disposable camera early. Oh in the yeah, game. I was gonna bring mm. that up if we didn't. Yeah, if we didn't oh, hit on that's that. Right. That's cool. And you can take pictures throughout the entire game of what I, I completely forgot that I had it and I didn't take half of the pictures that I should. I I used that thing up. I was like, I remember yeah, when I got get the a camera, nice, I was like, you oh, get a pop right. a nice little chivo if you snap all the pictures. Oh, yeah, all. Yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. But when I you get love to the mine. credits. I wish I, sh- I wish I could share my credits because I thought mine are, my photos really well, good. Well, here's the friggin' icing on the cake right here is that when you know you the credits roll and you see all the pictures, technically I guess in the game there's supposed to be a URL where you can go to, and hmm, you okay. can get you can get a photo book printed out of glossy photos that you took from the game and mailed to you. Well, that's cool. Come on, 
Really? Absolutely. I, I, did wonder, I wonder if you can still do that. Yeah. Take those photos. But oh. I, I don't know. I thought that was one of like the, I don't know, the coolest touches of like ways to bring you into the world and like kind of, you know, make you feel like it was like a real story that you were kind of listening, yeah. going through. Dave, you're reminding me in the cash boxes, there's these. There's a story going on too. There's these letters <laughs> between, between uh-huh. these Dave and these somebody, Dave and Harry, or I or don't know. Like it, yeah. But yeah, these two guys, and they were really close as these Rangers or watch top, uh, watchmen. But they, I'm sorry, fire watchmen, fire watchers, what are <laughs> fire watchers, fire watchies. I don't know. But yeah, the, the two other guys that worked there previously. We're just exchanging letters, and I guess they would drink a lot. I don't know. Maybe did they ever meet? Did they ever? Sounds like they they had. Yeah, I think they had like their own. They had a little hangout spot that they would always meet up at. Okay, it's just cool. This little story there, and then something happens where one got his ass kicked in the bar, and and then when he got out of the hospital, the other guy moved with his girlfriend to like Alaska. But the thing is, is like I went online to see if people knew more about the story. And people have concluded that one, I think Dave, may have been gay. And it's like a Brokeback Mountain thing, maybe. I never saw that movie, but it's kind of like that's what people are saying, where hmm. the one guy had feelings for the other one more beyond being a friend. And maybe he got his ass kicked in the bar out in Wyoming for being gay in the late 80s. You know what I'm saying? So... People may, and this might be true, I don't know, but it seems fitting. And then the other guy left for his girlfriend, and there's like this, this sad story about Dave because, like, what happened to like his character. Uh, but I looked into that, and again, it's just this is just through these cash boxes. You could never even pick up these letters, but if you want, there's a story there. And I think when Dave and you're talking about like the attention to detail and the world building, and at the end, you feel like there was like there was like the story at the end it's like how, so many stories you know like there's henry's story there's brian's story delilah i guess is the only one who we don't know too much about her story do you guys want to talk about delilah well, real quick i i don't know i was a little i was a little upset with her at the end of the game because it was almost like she was leading you on like the whole game where she you guys was. have like this oh yeah i was so cold flirty, to her my second time because i knew like cam- nope leave well that like like i don't know you spent a whole summer out here and like i can see your firewatch tower over there let's just hike and go meet somewhere in right the you could easily just meet up with each other and like yeah do, it's not that you know, far hang out just a just a quick side note it looks like firewatch.camera is the website that you go to to get your pictures developed that's and, cool. and awesome. it is still up so that's sweet. Says, take photos finish the game and we'll see you back here so that's okay. cool. i think there's a uh there's probably a code at the end of it to kind of get you back here but uh yeah delilah um <laughs> that's a like i don't know yeah. like that that part She's of the a drunken story, tease <laughs> drunken i kind of wrote delilah as a tease i didn't want to sound rude or anything but like but she is she she calls him thing like i wish you i wish we could be together she does you know, say a couple she, of, like yeah she kind of is leading you on a bit uh, right and you can you can decide is. to feed into it or kind of reject her a little bit and then yeah, yeah at, at the end you kind of are talking like you know what's your plans what for the next steps and blah 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 blah, blah. and you can ask her be like hey why don't you uh come back to boulder with me I and did. she's like she's like 
Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go back to Santa Fe or whatever. Maybe like, I'll no. stop Rye if I'm passing through. I'm like, okay, we just had this entire whatever summer of talking back and forth, building this relationship, and she's just like, nah, I'm I'm good. I like to I like to pretend that the World Wide Web happened a few years later, and he emailed her, and they met on Instant Messenger, and then they got on my space or something like that later on <laughs> they finally connected they're creepy, i'm sure that creepily oh, yeah, following each other 10 years later i'm sure they connected somehow okay, there's supposed we've... to be a Firewatch movie so who knows maybe they'll make a sequel <laughs> all right we've been and talking I mean, we've been talking a lot about other characters but we haven't mentioned the best character in the game which is turt reynolds the turtle you find <laughs> i didn't Wait, find that turtle the i first didn't time. find a turtle you didn't find this turtle? Oh yeah, he's right by the if you lake. The commentary they tell you where he is. There's a, yeah, okay. there's a big commentary box right by his little home by the lake there, and you can the, the commentary is pretty cute. But yeah, they named him Turt Reynolds, and you can pick him up and you can actually like adopt him. And if you choose to like put him in your backpack at your the Firewatch Tower, yes, you have a little cardboard box and he just lives in there. And apparently oh, you can like shit. you can like feed him granola bars and shit. Like it's. I didn't that see the but I made sure to get his ass in my hands and take him with me when the fire was happening. I had to go to the helicopter. Oh, oh man, oh. Turt. I didn't take Eric. him with me. Oh no, no. poor Turt. I was like all I all I cared about was just like I, f- I know this I game forgot ends about with him. helicopter. I <gasps> Oh, well, rest you, in peace. You're a monster. <laughs> rest in peace, Turt. Oh man. Maybe I Ned mean, got a, got him. <laughs> I'll, I'll pra- go pra- in my story. <laughs> But yeah, well, I thought that that was a cool little, cool little deets. Like they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to put a pet turtle in there. Oh wait, hold on. Actually, I did do it. I did because you can pick him up at the end and you can like put him in your backpack. Actually, now that I am remembering, you that, did save I did turt. Do that. Okay, I did save turt. Okay, it's Whew. cool that backpack is a small thing, but there's a, your backpack is always stowed away at the door, and when you leave your character will grab it and put it on. But as the game progresses, you get like, you know, an axe or whatever. You get stuff, the red, the extra walkie-talkie. You get these other things, and it's cool that as the game progresses, you'll see these things on your bag. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. There's That's so like the, much detail in this really is. indie game. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. I mean, that's what kind of, you know, it builds the world. So it feels lived in like they're, you know, they're talking about... um. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, over the summer, I climbed a Firewatch Tower. No, um, I don't know that. No. Out in the Adirondacks. But, I mean, before we've had, you know, any talks of this place, I uh, climbed the Cane Mountain uh, Firewatch Tower out in the Adirondacks. It's out by Saratoga Springs that way, out towards Albany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. But, Sweet. Like, it is kind of... Like they put the stairs on the outsides of these buildings, where in real life they're on like the inside of the frame yeah. of the building. Yeah, I've heard but them talk about that. Yeah, it is weirdly terrifying being up there too, because those things are kind of like swaying in the wind. And the one they used in the game was like a, it was a fairly wide one where they lived up there, but they have ones where like it's smaller, where you go up there and you can't even lay down. Like it's pretty tiny oh. up there. So it's. They they captured the like the look and the feel of them kind of dude. Crazily. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at that PBS link 
on YouTube. Yeah, I saw that. But I, I just watched just like a part of it, but they had it was very accurate and I was like, Oh my god. And then I saw in the middle of your tower, your watchtower, there's this circular map kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This little table. I was like, you don't really ever use it in the game, but it's there. And I thought that was really cool because in that video by PBS, like if you type Firewatch, you'll maybe even PBS, you'll see this video. But I was like, get out of here. That's like identical. This is so cool. And I yeah, just they, love that they took a trip. The team actually that made the team this game, they went to the national park and they looked at these things. And I love when they do like Disney does this stuff where they'll they'll take like lions, like or whatever, I don't know, animals, and they'll put them in front of the artist and they <laughs> they draw them based on their movements. And I, I think that's how you do it. That's how mm-hmm. you it's make it. It's like stuff. a believable real world where like even like the yeah. outhouses are hooked up properly to like water. Yeah, the the way the water how the waters are hooked up. Yep, all that stuff. Like yeah. just the they tiny, t- tiny. Made sure to make it accurate. But. Yep. All right, boys. You got anything else to say about Firewatch? No, it's a shame that we'll, they'll never make another one. They said, mm-hmm. you know, officially that this the story ended and um, it did really well. And we already know that the team is the, the magic that made it is pretty much over. I think they've all moved on. But I think what they did was, you know, I think it's a masterpiece. Personally, like, I, I really pushed for this game to be talked about because I knew you guys liked it, but I wanted to... to ele- it's a I good one get... to go back to because it's it's worth mm-hmm. it if you, like, because the stories get lost over time. Like, I'm, I'm going to forget about this, replay it in another 10 years and be amazed all over again. So. Yeah. And it's on Game Pass now. And I don't know, like, if you listen to this now, like, in early, in early 2022, I Microsoft put it on Game Pass Four hours later, you're gonna, I think, thank us for for telling you to play this game mm-hmm. if you haven't. We probably just ruined everything, but oh, they've already played, played it. They've played it. Yeah. One thing I did want to mention, like the guy that kind of built the whole thing, it's his name is Chris Remo. Remo. He designed, wrote, and did all the music for the game too. So like he's yeah, a, he was one of the he is like the center point of this right. whole game. Kind of, it's kind of like his his baby. So, uh, I mean, even the even the score to listen to is great to just throw on Spotify and, you know, do your work mm-hmm. as, like, a background music. So It really is good. I mean, in the game, it's so sparse that only till the end you really hear music. So you don't really – I mean, you appreciate well, the music. It's you don't throughout, it. but it's, like, it's not, like, It's kind of in, in the background. Yeah. But on YouTube, you just click on one of those videos where it just plays all of them together. Like, this is – great yeah it's chill it's a nice chill you know, i'm gonna have to design to this this is very nice and then at the end i'm like very like i'm ill i'm wrapping it up baby so <laughs> <laughs> out of control at the end nice um yeah and i got nothing else yeah i definitely think this is a perfect example like if you've never played this genre of game before i think this is like the perfect jumping on point um like if you if you like good stories then just play this game it's a great like, wife or girlfriend game too. Yeah, there's not a ton of gameplay mechanics. You can, like you said, yeah, you can sit down on the couch, just kind of go through, make dialogue choices together. Like it, it's just a fun, it's a fun one to go through, and it's not super long. So if you haven't played it, which I don't know why you're listening to this this far, if you haven't, but if you haven't, go check it out. It's it's definitely worth it. All right, sounds great. Uh, I think this one's all burned up. all right we're going to put a close on act two and we're going to come back in act three with a little game so uh see you guys back here in just a minute
And we are back for X3 of the Nomads of Fantasy, uh, where we'll be playing a game. Eric is going to be our host for this one. Uh, I am. Eric, what are we playing today? We're going with an old staple, a classic, nice game of video game, 20 questions. Ooh. Okay. All right. So we already got one down. We're playing. We're looking for a video game. Yep. All, All right. right. Are um, we ready? Whoever wants to kick it off, let's go. Go ahead, Dave. All right, Brandon. Let's do the do the standard. Um, did this come out after the year 2000? Yes, it did. Is this uh, game an exclusive? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, did this come out uh, after 2010? Uh, no. Okay. So we're in the 2000 to 2010 range. Is this game part of a franchise? Yes. Okay. It's four. Um, and I'm try. I'm gonna try and. I'm assuming that this is gonna be somewhere somewhat topical. So. Is it uh, like an indie indie game, or what are you thinking there? Uh, I'm thinking. Well, I think Walking Simulator is probably too specific. That's what I'm saying. But... Like indie's a big. I don't know. Uh, indies might not have the. Not have the franchise though. The franchise is tricky. Oh, that's a good point. Well, fran- well um, if it's a franchise, then it's definitely not a walking simulator. Uh, yeah, probably because yeah, those are they're kind of few and far between. Um, and it's not exclusive, so nope, we don't really care. Did this come out on Nintendo? Uh, no. Okay. So it's a PS3 like 360 game, probably Dave. Um, hmm. Is this a uh, is this game played in first person? Yes, it is. All right. Six questions. <clears throat> hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, and <clears throat> the fruit of age. PS3 360 franchise that's first person. Well, we don't know. I mean, early 2000s could still be like PS2, right? Late PS2. Late, late PS2. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or Sega Saturn, I don't remember when. Or Dreamcast or whatever. Uh, is this franchise still active today? Uh, Yeah. Okay. It's not exclusive, so it's not going to be like Halo. Is the main gameplay uh, shooting guns? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we got a shooter from the early 2000s. There's no shortage That's, of those in that era. Uh, I know. I say, there's so many. Uh, we could start whittling down franchises. We could start whittling down... Publisher or developer or something like that? Publisher, yeah. Is this Was this made by an American... Um, developer. Yes. 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 Okay. Not too American much of a surprise there, I guess. Oh uh, no! Uh, Japanese first-person shooters. <laughs> Touche. Um, does this game have co-op in it? No. That is ten. No co-op. 
Is that uh, is I don't know. Is multiplayer is like uh, this is not a question. Is, is that are you considering multiplayer co-op? No, multiplayer is no. separate. Yeah, yeah, a mul- separate beast. Yeah. Does this game have multiplayer? No. Oh, story-driven first-person game. It's eleven. Dave, this could be like Bioshock, brother. Uh, yeah, it actually could. You know, like we know that they're making another Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Um, this is right, right in there, still active. Does this game? <laughs> uh, how do you wanna? How, how do you wanna ask a? How do you wanna ask a question that isn't specific to Bioshock, but also kind of helps us if it isn't? Uh, hmm. like um, <clears throat> does this game have? Is this one of those games where there is somebody else that's t- constantly talking to you? Be it you know, like how the Joker talks to you in Batman, uh, Delilah is talking to you in Firewatch, the Bioshock. I want to you know, it's kind of like a game where I think Atlas is talking to you. Does this game have one of those somebody's talking to you in your head kind of thing in it? Um. Like, are you wearing a headset and somebody's communicating something? I, I don't think so, but I can't. I don't remember. I can't answer that. All right. I'm crossing that one out. I'll just, okay. I won't give you that one. All right. So it's not Bioshock. I, I can't answer that. <laughs> it's yeah. not Bioshock, Dave. Although, damn. I mean, the main ones are like Call of Duty. But they have multiplayer. Has Battle. Yeah. I was going to say Battlefront has multiplayer. What single player, what first person shooter single player games are there? I'm sure there's a lot and I just can't think of any. <laughs> is this first a horror player, game? First... Like, does it have horror in it? Is it. Um. Like, is that its main. Like, uh, Fear is a horror game. Resident Evil is a horror game. Is it. I mean, no. No. There's some I'll just say though there I'll give you some. There's some horror elements, I guess. Okay. You could say. Okay. Alright. American team doing this. That's twelve, I believe. Okay. That is twelve. Um not Bioshock, not duty. Do you want do should we ask like duty. if it's Activision or EA or if it's Bethesda that published it? I don't think it's gonna matter. But like, or like it can't when be, it takes place today, it can't, future can't be destiny. Oh, that might be a good one. A setting, setting one. Um, like Earth or space, or yeah, or in the yeah. You want to go? You want to go to space? Yeah, let's get that. Uh, does this game take place in space? Uh, no, not in space. When you say space, is in not Earth or? I mean. I, yeah, I guess. Like it's not like it's some other dimension because I would say that's space, even though it's I don't know. No, if this was like Halo, even though it takes place on Halo, that's like in space. You know? I would say Halo space. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So this is Earth. It's got some horror in it. Oh, hold on, Dave. You know what's funny is like, wait, did you ask if shooting is a big part of this game? Is that what you did? Yes. Okay, I was gonna say it could be Oblivion, it could have been you know, or Morrowind or something like that, but I wouldn't say shooting is a big mechanic in that. Uh no, probably not. And I was thinking like if it's mainly shooting it can't be something like like Edith Finch or The Witness or something like that. Yeah, those are later too. I think those are all after twenty ten, yeah. Yeah. 
portal is in here, Dave, technically. It is a franchise. It is still going. In some capacity, I'm sure. Hmm. It is not in space. And you don't yeah, and you don't talk to the the although the antagonist, but you know I don't know. Hmm. She's kind of chirping at you the whole time. Is there a lot of are there puzzles uh, like uh, in this game? Is it like a big part of the gameplay is like figuring out puzzles? That's a good one. Um, no, it's not Portal. <laughs> no, I. I'm sure there. I think there's some, but it's not the main focus. It's not the main thing. Okay. Um. Oh, Dave, what about Mirror's Edge? What about? No, I, was say, I mean, when, if, did, when did Half Life Two come out? I thought about Half Life Two. That takes place on Earth. There's no co-op. There's no multiplayer. But how dare you, Eric? Tell us that the franchise is still active. That motherfucker is dead. Although Alex yeah. came out, Half Life Alex just did just yeah. come out, so it's it's still in the. They're still selling it currently. It's it's. So Mirror's Edge and Half Life Two come to mind. What can we do to Mirror's Edge is a good one, yeah. You know, but there's no shoot. Is there shooting in Mirror's Edge? No. Barely. So. Uh, is is super hot? Too recent. Yeah, that's 2016 or something like that. Oh boy, oh boy! And this is part of a franchise. Do you, should we ask if it's part of like a franchise that's outside of video games, like Star Wars, or? Oh, is it? <clears throat> but I mean, it's on Earth, though. I, I know, but you can ask if it's uh, what the source material is. Uh, if it's based on a book or a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, can we ask that, Eric? What, what do you got? Yeah, we'll go with that. Is, sure. it based on, is it based on a book and or a movie? No. Damn. That's 15. You got four more questions and a guess. <clears throat> okay. Dun, dun, dun. Should we ask? Man, there's no... Ah, there's no... Is this before the year 2005? Are you going to be able to... Okay. You asked it. Yes. What's the answer? Yes. Yes, it is before. It is before the year 2005. Damn, Dave. So it's early 2000s. This is like Xbox. Xbox. Original. <laughs> or Dreamcast. I don't know. Dang, <sighs> dude. All right. Black? No, that doesn't have a franchise. What What the heck are you doing to us there, Eric? I don't know. Try to think. If Early two thousand shooter, sixteen, and it's still um, going on. And it was not out for Nintendo too, so that kind of rules out like any of the Metroid Ca- Prime or GameCube. <laughs> yes, the old the old purple lunchbox is not being serviced today. Uh, and it's not exclusive, so it's going to be on the Xbox and PS two or PC or something like that. With- with some horror, but not in space. So, something like uh, Alan Wake, probably way too late. No, that's way after 2005. Yeah, it's 360. Uh, it's not Goldeneye, because uh, that, that came out Nintendo pre-2000. 60. Yeah. Hmm. I want to ask, like, have I played this game? <laughs> uh, I, uh, um, I don't know uh, if I could answer that one. Oh, man. Did this game come out on 
an Xbox? Like the the first Xbox? Oh, we, already was, we, we already asked that. We already asked that. I already asked that. We just asked. No. no multi-platform. No, no. You just said we just confirmed that it's multi-platform, not exclusive. Multi-platform uh, is just, not Nintendo. Yeah, I guess that's a dumb question because it's going to be on probably one. So I was thinking like Chronicles of Riddick was out then, and that was good but that's not part of a franchise first so. person shooters in the early 2000s wasn't really a thing though until like you know i mean halo kind of made it more popular but i'm trying to think that many people were they doing first person shooters and <coughs> when did the original halo come out 2002 2000 something like that I'm trying to think um, what else would have been it's throwing me off that it's first person and it's yeah it's that early and it's mainly shooter which is like it's not like a doom or a you know what's funny is you could say red dead revolver wasn't that or that was third person though. oh gun was also right. third person i believe yeah a gun was oh all right still at 16 questions <laughs> Ask a damn question. Still at 16. It's baking my noodle over here. Do you play as a man? It's probably yes. A man? Yes, you do. All right. You're a man with a gun in first person mode <laughs> and an early Man with a gun on a mission. What about uh, Duke Nukem? No. Is that, is that in that area? That was 90s and Duke Nukem Forever came out like Way later. later, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think of anything. The fact that it's still around is like, I don't understand how that works. Like, I'm curious how still around it is, is the question. Like, is it is it recently still around? Or... Does it have multiplayer? I forget. We already asked. Uh, no, no it does not. No multiplayer at all. No co-op, no multiplayer. No co-op, no multiplayer. Are there no. bosses in this game that you have to take out? Um... I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Not in the traditional sense, I guess. I don't. I don't know how to answer that. I, if I was to say one yes or no, I would say no. I would include like the environmental bosses where like you got to hit switches and then you know, like to take out like this main this big creature or something like that. <sighs> Doesn't have to just be like a bullet sponge fest. I mean, I I guess if that's what you're considering, then yes. Yeah, some something that stopped me from like, okay, all right, interesting. There's a main antagonist, is what you're getting at. Well, you probably it's eighteen. Know. You only got one question and a guess. Oh god, I could use a I could use a good Wikipedia right now because <laughs> I'm just I don't know anything that came out then that lines up with all of this stuff. Should we just ask if it's like an EA game or something like that, or Activision? Or... One left. That's that's like the that's the shot in the dark right there. Yeah. Um, not in space. Not on a book or a movie. Do you want a hint? No. Okay. No. We're going. I mean, it's not the ship. Uh, okay, I'll, I won't say anything. Oh man, this is tough. Because I'm trying to think of any sort of like, uh, like mist, but that doesn't have no. a gun. But that's you know CD-ROM games. I I we didn't touch PC really in here, but I'm assuming that 
it wasn't on Nintendo. I guess the PS3, 360, Xbox is all just kind of assumed. We just know that it's multi-platform. PS3 and 360 were like 2005, bro. This is before them. I got nothing, Dave. I don't know. I, I literally have nothing. Like Eric, I'm was this made by? Right now. Did did EA make this game? Uh, uh no. Okay, so there yeah. you go. I don't know. I fucking have no idea. I don't know. Counter- All right, Counter Strike. This is it. <laughs> time Dave. to time to guess. I mean, Counter Strike's all multiplayer. No, that's right. I mean, when did the original Half Life come out? Nineteen ninety nine or ninety eight. When did two come out? Like two thousand something. You want to? Yeah, Half Life Two. That's a good choice. I mean, that's that's probably my. It had multiplayer though. Did it? Yeah, it had multiplayer, and then they and then you can mod it, and then you can and then they came up. People came up with Counter Strike, and that's where that came from from modding Half Life Two. I don't remember it having it that. I thought that all came with the orange box where it all got bundled in separately. But I thought Half Life by itself. Not part of that. Mm-mm. It was Team Fortress 2. Team Fortress, that's what I'm thinking about, yeah. Team Fortress. Yeah. Some horror lines up, not in space, lines up, no puzzles, not on a book or a movie. You are a male protagonist. There's not really any bosses, kind of. I mean. Doom. Which one? Three? No, he's like, it's kind of horror. That game is a horror. It's a horror shooter. Yeah, Doom right? is straight up pretty much blood and gore and it has multiplayer oh maybe three didn't three i don't think on the console releases i don't think i don't know take his home dave i don't know (laughs) i give up (laughs) oh half-life 2 did come out on i'm gonna i would like to guess uh, eric's face doesn't look like he's too enthused by it i'm gonna guess half-life 2 fuck it is that your final answer final answer sure Good fucking job. You ah! finally did it. Nice. Yes, On the us. 20th question, <laughs> the guess you got it. The original release, there was no multiplayer. What are you talking the about? The Deathmatch came out. It's a separate release. Half-Life 2 Deathmatch. Yeah. That is a separate release. Half-Life 2 is a single-player video game. There is no multiplayer. There's a little bit of horror the in there. The franchise is still going on. Half-Life Alex came out in 2020. I would consider that still... Alive, so Half-Life Ooh. Two, you got it, man. You got it at the last second. Proud, proud but of you. I was gonna be, teeth. I was gonna be so mad if you didn't get it because, like, around question like ten, you were like, "Oh, Half-Life Two, and then you just completely abandoned it. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And then you didn't bring it up again until the very end. I'm like, "Oh God, it's good. It's hard to keep a straight face." I got lost in there. Well, that was uh, that was tough. I mean. I Good didn't job, think dude. we were going to yeah. get that at. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's this slight connection with the uh, whole Campo Santo getting absorbed by Valve. So that was kind of the ah, little okay. bit of a meta connection there. Okay. I was going to do I was going to do Half-Life Alex because I saw that Chris Remo worked on it. Actually, yeah, I, nice. that. yeah. I wasn't sure if you guys would be able to get to that just because I, mean, I saw that he worked on that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. VR stuff. So awesome. That was the thread there. Well, but. thank you for uh, hosting that, and uh, thank you for anybody that's listened this long. We appreciate you. If they would like to tell us how great this episode was, one quick, real quick reminder, Eric. 
Sure, you can get at us at Nomads of Fantasy on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at nomadsoffantasy.com or visit us at thenomadsoffantasy.com. Let us know. Wait, did, let us know. Did what... I say the email right? Did I say nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com? I think so. Sure. Okay. Well, that's the email address. Uh, and let us know what you named your fire in Firewatch. We went with Flapjack, but I'd like to know if people went with the other options. I'm curious. I don't know what else they're really. I mean, Flapjack's so good. Yada. All right. That's the great. best one. Uh, well, yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, I believe we're taking a look at Parasite. I think that's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. boy. So uh, it's going to be, a, it'll be an interesting one. So we'll see. Uh, we'll check that out. And Who hasn't seen it? Like the following. Dave. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. And Eric haven't seen it, but I have seen that movie. Okay. Yeah. Great. It's I mean it got tons of accolades, so I'm I'm ready it's for It's great. One. Yeah, it's good. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. Sweet. Alright. Uh Nomads out. Safe travels, nomads. out to dry it looks like uh, two people well what if they're naked won't that be exciting look they're obviously still there so tell them off and then head back i found a bra a nudie pyromaniac remain professional uh there are uh panties 
They're what? I don't want to say that word again. Why? Because you're 12? There's a... Uh, ooh. Yes? There are two naked ladies out here. Can you handle that? Come on, I like naked ladies, same as anyone, but there's, you know. Two? Yeah. I found them in the lake. Skinny dipping? Yeah. Is that a guy over there? Oh boy, enjoy dealing with that. You're just some sad man out in the woods. 